Coming up, TikTok sea shanties, copying your friends and loved ones, internet-connected packaging, and cologne, the fragrance, not the Germans. All that more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Joining me once again is our original lineup featuring Mike Winan, Patrick Lothian, and Robbie Silver. Hello, friends. Hi, Mike. Hey. <laughs> All right, for the, did it. Yeah, for those of you that are <laughs> listening to this, uh, that took about 17 takes. Uh, <laughs> good to see you guys. Uh, we're going to get right into it. What's going on in all of your lives? Robbie, let's start with you. I moved to Texas, at least for the springtime I'm here, and I got to see my dear friend Mike Winan in real life. You spoiled my it was wonderful. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joyous update. We can say it twice. Robbie, do you have a specific um, length of stay that you're planning on, or is it open-ended at this point? Um, I'm thinking till June. I don't see us going back to my office at all anytime soon. And I just read a report actually from Goldman Sachs a few days ago. They project that half of the population of the country will be vaccinated by early June and three quarters of the population should be vaccinated by mid autumn. So we'll see if that's true, but that's what they're forecasting right now. So take that as you will. All right, Michael, I, I was stalling so that you could come up with something different. <laughs> what, what have you got for us? Rob moved to Buta, Texas, which is 20 minutes from my house in Austin, Texas. So I just want to clarify that. Uh, but I got to see my friends and, and I got to see Drew, uh, also a friend of mine, and Rob's daughter, who is one and a half, and she's uh, a delight. And my daughter, oh, yeah, and I got, got to, to meet I got to her. Be Roscoe, and they be, they're going to be great friends. So it was awesome. <laughs> they really are. Roscoe's awesome, by the way. I know everyone here is a dog fan. You guys have dogs. Roscoe may be the best dog. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but he's he's very high on the list. He's in the other rooms, so he's going to have his ears burning. Ellie's right here, Robbie. Right next. <laughs> right is right here too. <laughs> Patrick, uh, what's going on in your life? I did it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, my class is done. All right. Going up. The one that on you're making. The one I'm making is going up on Skillshare, and I so doubt is it, is any... it like you recorded a video or there. I think there's like 18 different like classes. Well. I don't know what to call them, like not episodes, but basically it's a class on how to set up Google My Business and get on Google Maps and help your Google search out. Um, and then there's different sections of the class. Um, I doubt anybody listening would want to take that class, but as a teacher, I can give anybody two months free of Skillshare when it's usually two weeks free. So if you want uh, shameless plug for me, go to trueeastmedia.com slash trial and you'll get two months of, uh, most of it's like art and stuff cool that doesn't have to do with Google business. So some cool stuff. And out True there. East Media is now our newest sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you the bill. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, congratulations, Pat. That's very exciting. I didn't think you were going to do it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of you. I, I hope that it works out for you. Um, I have news uh, for all of you. Uh, I've shared it um, with, with my, my co-host here, but for, for our listeners, we made our first merch sale 
Yes. And uh, as we'll we'll uh, allude to later in this show, um, all of the the proceeds that we uh, reap from our merch sales are going to go directly back into this show. Uh, we make about seven dollars for every item that we sell. So we sold two items uh, to uh, this guy that is a listener of the show uh, with the name of Tom McFadden. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thanks, mom and dad, supporting <laughs> <laughs> our show. Uh, not sure what we're going to do with the fourteen dollars, but it's going into the coffer and uh, karaoke we'll- night. In the aftertimes, we we make a lot more money on the Al Karate. So if, if that's really calling your name, uh, buy that. All right. Uh, well, now it's time to play for or against. One of us is going to present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue that topic, and then we will decide if we are for or against it. Coming up first is me. For no, those that copy of- says I'll up fist this week. You read that <laughs> well, wrong. I uh, didn't read that on purpose because <laughs> I'll up fist is not a sentence or, or even a phrase that anyone says. Um, my, my topic, <laughs> let's just keep going guys. My topic um, is sea shanty TikTok. Now I imagine for the vast majority of our listeners who are our parents, <laughs> you may need a little explanation what TikTok is to start. Um, TikTok is a social media platform. Everyone um, knows TikTok now. Okay, sure. Um, and Sea Shanty TikTok is a segment of TikTok that is- Sea Shanty TikTok is slightly different than Sea Shanty TikTok. I did say We're TikTok be- this time. <laughs> I said TikTok. Sea Shanty TikTok is basically short videos where you've got mostly young men singing old pirate songs <laughs> and to, to to set the stage and you know make sure that you understand exactly what we're talking about i'm going to uh, play one such song this is uh the the weller man which is my favorite sea shanty tick tock song uh i'll play a clip starting now i believe this also falls under the fair use clause of the uh, united states if you say it it's true <laughs> That's right. If I say it, then, then we're good. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been to... All right, so that's the essence of TikTok. Sea <laughs> uh, shanty TikTok. Um, so guys, I, I want to know, are, are you for or against sea shanty TikTok? I'm going to save our music professional uh, for the end, and I'm going to jump right into Mr. Michael Winan because you, you had expressed uh, the, the remorse you felt in not recognizing this as a perfect topic for or for or against. So I want to give you the, the, you know, the first go-ahead. Thanks. I think this is like TikTok. the the first uh huge meme of 2021 um i'm not on tiktok and it's so huge that even i knew about it um which which says something about how far away i am from tiktok um age and uh technologically but uh, i cannot express i feel adequately with uh, the english language just how for i am for this entire <laughs> concept of people singing sea shanties uh via the internet uh i think it's a perfect thing for the moment because it is completely um uh it's completely genuine and sincere like there's if you watch any of these, none of it is like tongue in cheek. Like, look how dumb these songs are. No, like people like genuinely feel these things are hot bangers because they are. 
Um, and what they're doing also is it's like a collaborative effort where people are taking, you know, singing a song and then someone will play that track and sing over that and harmonize with it. I think the longest I've seen people go in that direction is 12 people singing the same song by just, you know, playing track over track over track. And it's great. And then some people are remixing it, which has a, a, a soft spot in my heart to remix songs. Um, it uh, is so fun. The songs are great. I love the sincerity in it. It's something that we need, particularly when we can't meet together. So people are collaborating in new and interesting ways in 2021. I love it. Um, only David Smakarinsky, a listener of the show, is the only person who can back me up and tell you this is true. But the coolest party, dance party I've ever been to in my entire life was at the Sherwood Forest Renaissance Fair uh, in Texas. I like to go to the uh, Renaissance Fair uh, once a year. Um, this could be a topic for another day because it's just people being at a place and enjoying it sincere sincerely. And when I think my soul is dead and I don't really love anything in, in the way that these people love Ren Fair, so I, I live vicariously through their enthusiasm. But anyway, at the Jolly Roger Bar at the uh Sherwood Forest Renaissance Fair. Uh, some people were sea shantying popular songs of the day. So this would have been 2019. Um, and also the theme from the Muppets. And people were loving it. Uh, also very drunk, but loving it. <laughs> and that was the most fun I've ever had, I think, in my entire life. And this just brings me back to that. Uh, again, I cannot adequately express how great this is sincerity in the in the new biden era let's do more of it i approve for <laughs> look i, I like how at the very end you <laughs> tied together that this is a, a biden era thing <laughs> it is now <laughs> thanks, we're recording thanks, this biden. on inauguration day so <laughs> yes. um i have to just ask a quick question mike I agree with you that these songs are bangers. They're awesome when you hear them, mm -hmm. but on paper, this is the worst <laughs> idea ever. Yeah. If you didn't hear these, would you still be as enthusiastically for this as you are? Like, are you somebody who just like in, innately knows that? No, yeah. Pirate sea shanties are always awesome. <laughs> always. Uh, I think because of the experience I had at the Jolly Roger bar, I would be, it would pique my interest, but that yeah, primed it you? seems like <laughs> it seems like it's not, it wouldn't be good. But again, the thing that I love more than anything in the world is other people sharing things that they are truly and genuinely excited about. And these people are, and it like what I also love about these videos, it's people from all around the world, all around backgrounds, people are singing these sea shanties and they don't look like pirates. They look like, <laughs> You know, Americans from the graphic designers century. from yeah. Portland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's people of all walks of life, creeds and colors, and singing these songs together. And it is uh, it is endearing and uh, brings me hope and joy. Okay. Excellent. I, Thank you, Can Mike. I jump in with no, my uh, response? No. No, you, you're, you're the music professional. You're uh, you're at the fair. end. You're well, gonna well, you're gonna I, you're gonna I, I'm bring us home. Okay. Fair. Speak. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Patrick, I, before you give your opinion, I want to know, did you know about this before I put it into the outline? Of course. <laughs> no, I did not know. About okay. <laughs> okay. That's all I want to know for or against uh, TikTok sea shanties. Well, first off, to steal something from the McElroys, which is my brother, my brother and me, that every year they have 
like a different phrase that is like their year the naming of, of the year yes name of the year and i don't think we should do that but i think this for us should be the year of sincerity yes i really like that and i also really like the idea because there was the joke during obama that whenever something bad happened people would be like thanks a lot obama when i had nothing to do with him and i like the idea of doing the same thing with biden but for good things <laughs> like, thank you biden <laughs> I think he is solely responsible for sea shanty TikTok. <laughs> Henceforth. I think he was alive when the first sea shanty was alive. <laughs> he, he penned some of these bangers back in the day. Uh, Patrick, um, so for or against? So I'll start off that I am very for. Um, I think we should definitely do one of these. I think it's like perfect for us. Um, I was very confused when I started playing the YouTube clip of these TikToks. So it started with a guy filming very dangerously his his passenger who was singing <laughs> one of these. And I was I was confused of what was going on. And then he started joining in. And then there was, so I thought it was like, oh, these guys do sing these songs. And then it was another group of people and then another group of people. And I have never once heard a pirate song and been like, <laughs> that's a good song. I really like that song. But you guys are using the right word. These are bangers. Like these, <laughs> I, I feel like next tomorrow when I'm working, I'm just going to have like these playing <laughs> while I'm working. Like it's really good. I like all the harmonies. Even there was even one where a guy was just like drumming on his desk and singing. And even that was fantastic. Um, I'm confused exactly how all this is working where I watched a second video from what you showed. And there was a guy with a red beard that was in two of those, but with like completely other, like random other people. And it was like, why is this guy in everybody's video? And it sounds like wine and you are saying that people are just kind of grabbing other people's versions and then singing on top of them. Right. Also really that in the time where we can't be in person, that people are finding a way to create these awesome harmonies. Um, so yeah, I am very for this. And I've never been more for, for anything on this <laughs> yeah. show. But we and credit ranked to TikTok, all... credit to TikTok for like having this platform where it encourages people to, collaborate with each other like this and just put it out there yeah robbie let's go to you let's keep going you're for tiktok what do you think about <laughs> TikTok well so to go back to i think what you were asking about mcfadden is in the music industry there's this recurring thing where it's like if something really is a banger of a hit <clears throat> from years ago it probably could be a banger again in the future and we've seen that before with other hits like red red wine was a hit three times or something like that can't help falling in love by Elvis. That was a hit a couple of times. Like there are certain songs that just like get covered and the covers are still huge hits. And I feel like this is just the ultimate version of that this is just a really old song from the 1800s, but it was a banger and now you'd cover it again and it's still a hit 200 years later. So that makes sense to me. Secondly, <laughs> I think Patrick nailed it when he said sincerity, <clears throat> because one of the things that I hate about TikTok is that it's this platform where everyone's always trying to be cool all the time. You're usually not cool, but you're always trying to be cool. And I hate that. But here's this beautiful thing where no one's trying to be cool. And to Wynan's point, people are just trying to explore something that they genuinely love, even though it's kind of nerdy, but it's beautiful and it's collaborative. And I'm for it. it. It's a beautiful thing. It's not cool at all. It's the nerdiest thing ever to happen on TikTok. And it makes me feel good. 
I have to ask you a question, Robbie. Do you think that this can transcend TikTok as, as like a, a fad meme into mainstream music? Do you think a major mu- uh, major music label is gonna you know put like real resources behind a sea shanty band? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't uh, I can't go into all the details, oh. but I can assure you that. <laughs> Somebody's going to rap over this for sure. I can assure you that labels are trying to figure out what to do with this. That is 100% happening. My personal perspective is this was a meme and memes fade quickly. And you can already see it. It's super impressive. This got to like the top 100 on the Spotify chart last week, which is amazing in itself. But now a week later, and I think it's already off the chart. So uh, not to knock the Wellerman, beautiful song, but I just think it's this beautiful moment in time where people just needed sea shanties for this particular week of our lives and we'll probably move on yeah we don't need corporations grabbing this and ruining it <laughs> you're right i actually agree with that let it be what it is and don't need doesn't need to be anything more than that all right i have nothing um of value to add you have <laughs> captured the essence of how i feel perfectly so let's move on to mike's topic for the evening mike what do you have for us uh, I've got a genuine question for you guys because the, the person that I've been spending the, the most time with during quarantine, uh, my wife. Um, my wife. I've been finding new and various ways to annoy her just by being <laughs> in her presence by a, a lot of ways. But one thing that, that has always annoyed her um, is this phrase uh, that she yells at me often, which is no copying, which I think <laughs> comes from her being a sibling um, where siblings are not allowed to copy each other this happens particularly when we uh go out to dinner um and if i'm this will happen two ways if i order something and that was the thing that she also wanted she will immediately and uh change to a different thing because we both can't have the same thing or if she orders and i ordered the same thing even though that was my plan the whole time, she is furious and uh, demands that I switch to like something Fatty's else. He's going to ask the right question. I could see him. So oh, Mike, I don't know if I'm asking the right. No, I have a question about this, this specific situation that you're outlining. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you order what she wanted, is she then angry at you because you ordered what she was going to order? You know, I can't speak into her id but um, <laughs> but yeah she's she's angry i don't know who okay so i just I'm wanted saying, to clarify i'm not making any judgments i just wanted to lay all the facts out there so like i get it like like with my brother when we were growing up like if he had uh batman um uh like pajamas i had superman pajamas like we couldn't be the same and he he would be very upset if we were the same because everybody wants to express themselves uniquely. But in a sense, let's start with in a restaurant. Uh, can you copy if it's the best thing on the menu? And we all agree on that. Can we have them make four of them? Uh, I asked the same clarifying question that I asked you. Yeah, Rob, go ahead. Why don't you why don't you ask the question? I'll answer and then you can give your opinion. Okay. The question is, if you are copying your wife, is the assumption that you guys are going to share your food together? No. Or are these two separate meals? These are two separate meals. So we'll go to like a tapas restaurant and be like, let's get some stuff that, you know, we can try different things. But I think um, she's also, I've coined the term bite curious. So she also, (laughs) she always wants to try a little bit of whatever I have. And if I have the same thing, she can't be bite curious. So she feels like that I'm 
Um, she's bite angry. Bite <laughs> angry. So she won't get to try something twice. But like it came up the other day because we were at a food truck that had a barbecue. And in Texas, you get brisket. That's what I ordered. She got upset. And so at the last minute, she got just beans as like protein, <laughs> which is the dumbest. I'm sorry, Flavia, but that was the stupidest choice. There's pork. It was like a, a panic chicken. order. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Did she got mad at me about it? Are you sure so, she wasn't just cursing you out, but in a polite manner, just like ah oh, beans? And they're like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, can you copy? Do we know where she's coming from? Do I need to change my ways? Where if, where if the first person to lock in an order, that's the order, and you've got to find something else. Rob, you were there for the original talk. Talk about this. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I started alluding to it in person too. And I'm sorry, Flavia, but I agree with my friend Mike Wynand here. I think it's perfectly fine to copy, especially it was. I, that's why the clarifying question for me is so important. If you if there's a mutual understanding that you have to get two different foods because you want to share with each other and collectively have a, a expand your food experience. Then I get that. But when I asked this to Flavia, she said, no, it's, sharing really isn't the point. I just don't want him to get the same thing I get. So guess what? The food's going in Mike's belly. Your food's going in your belly. So if he likes the same thing you like, copy away. I was a little bit confused, Mike, I have to say, that you did copy her on the car purchase. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> Having said that, I'm still going to stand by my dear friend, Mike, and say, if you truly just want something, it doesn't matter what somebody else has, you do you. And if that means copying, that's totally fine. <laughs> okay. So you're four? I'm for copying. Okay. Mike, what are you? Okay. Um... I am for it in terms of the, I'm going to call it the spousal carve out. <laughs> I think that if your sp spouse doesn't want you to get the same thing that they got and, and vice versa, then you should just appease them. But you should then, even if you don't want it, eat some of their food <laughs> just because <laughs> they're making you for, for no, like that's the only conceivable like reason why that would make sense. Yeah. So like if she, if, if she wants you to do it, then you should request or you should, you know, honor her request. Um, or just make sure that you order first always, <laughs> uh, which maybe isn't gentlemanly, but I don't know. Um, so the spousal carve out I, I, I'm for, but for, for anybody else, if you go to a restaurant, like if the four of us go to a restaurant and I order something and Pat gets angry at me because I ordered the chicken wings that he wanted, I am not going to, um, honor that request at all. Yeah. You I'm never have. To, I never will. Um, <laughs> And in, in real life, uh, I uh, venture up north to the, the great uh, north woods of Wisconsin um, quite frequently, not, not in recent years with a, a young child, but um, I would go up with a good friend of mine, Steve Silka, and he has done this uh, pilgrimage many more times than I have, and I've done it a lot. So that means that he has it down to a T. It, it's a science in terms of like, we, we leave work just like, um, you know, as early as we can, um, so that we can beat the traffic and like if if like every five minutes late that you leave it adds like 15 minutes to the overall journey it's like that can add up a lot but anyway um there's a restaurant that we go to and there's just like the perfect order that that uh that he gets and and I just like everything he orders I'm like yeah let me get another one of those for like the entire <laughs> evening for the entire five hour trip up north and it's a little weird but like there's nothing better to drink and eat 
that he gets. So why would I deprive myself because I'm self-conscious about copying him? No, he's figured it out and I'm just going to get exactly what he got. I'm interested to hear where this conversation goes with the car because I have some thoughts on on (laughs) automobiles as well. So I'm for copying. Yes, let's let's copy. You nailed nailed it, Mike, because if somebody is is more of an expert, you just, okay, they know what to get and I'm going to enjoy myself because they've paved the way for me. So copy. All right. um, and also, I realized that my spousal carve out, that's not a carve out. I'm just always for copying. So I don't know why I, <laughs> why I made that uh, you know, delineation. Patrick, can you, can you, are, am I always right? <laughs> am I right in this one <laughs> for, for husbands? So uh, this has made me realize that there are times that Amanda and I go out and she won't know in between two things, like what she's going to get. And I'm going to get one of them. And she's like, well, I shouldn't have that too. I'll have this one, but it's That's never like it an, ang- it's not like an anger. It's in like, well, why would we get the same thing? Cause she has the same thing. Like, oh, maybe I can have a little bit of yours, but rarely does she like actually have some, I'll be like, oh, do you want some? And like, no, nah, it's okay. So it doesn't even really matter that she's getting something different. Um, I think copying, it depends on what you're copying. And the reason why I say that is, in the notes and you're about to talk about this car thing and i so i won't go too far into that but you're clarifying for mike and you say copying different things like you have the same car and or like a cool jacket or something like that a car totally cool like it's a good car you it's useful you can use it but like if you if you steal somebody's jacket or like if they have specific (laughs) shoes and then you get the same shoes. I think that's like weird. Like, don't do that. Wait, but you're, but with, you're not always around that person, though. Yeah, like still, if, if like Mike McFadden this... has a dope ass jacket, and I see it, like that's awesome. Where did you buy that? And he says, you know, I, I got it. You. Yeah, I got it here. <laughs> and then I go out and buy it. Is that okay? I yes, think that. That's totally I think okay. that's a dick move. I mean, it depends. <laughs> it depends if it's just like, oh, it's a jacket that I wear every once in a while, or it's like his jacket. It's like the jacket that you see on Facebook and then you have the same jacket on your Facebook. <laughs> Not cool. But in real life, Mike and Mike and Mike are going to mostly be around different people and they can show off that jacket to different people. So it's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Contextual. Okay. Let me, I throw, do think, let me throw but I'm for a... food. food. Sometimes I've been at a, I've been out once where all four of us got the same exact thing, like down to the side. So, I mean, that's perfectly fine for me. All right, so here's a, here's another thing. Flavia needed a new car at the end of 2019. I did some, I had already done some research because I wanted a new car, and I said, you know, the best car on the market for what we need, our needs right now, is the Mazda CX-5 2019. Go, go, go buy one of those. They got a deal going on right now. She buys it. She likes it. It's a good car. Um, and then I needed a new car suddenly, and so I went out to the same place and bought another Mazda CX-5. And so we both have the exact same car. They're different colors. I'll point that out. But we, in our driveway or when we park next to each other, it is the exact same car. So it wasn't like a buy one, get one? No. (laughs) Separate. Because I already knew what I wanted. I already done the research. Uh, So let's go around the room again. Rob, is that okay that we have the same car? I'm going to plant my flag and say copying is always okay because you know what you want. I feel like she you. might have a point on this one, but when I did the research on <laughs> She copied you in a way because you're the one that suggested in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Mike, what Just do you saying. think? No, I think um, I think if you are a couple, your your needs are one. And I think 
the the four of us aren't really like car guys. So it's not like you bought like, you know, a 1954 pickup truck that you were going to like restore or whatever. Like you, so like as a couple, you have essentially the same needs. Um, And so you're going to buy an automobile as um, really to address those needs. And so since your needs are the same, it would make sense that you would buy a car that is the same because, you know, you're, you're doing the same thing. Now I could understand if she was like, well, you really should have got like a really fuel efficient car because the Mazda CX-5, that's more of like an SUV. It's like, we should have got like a small fuel efficient car from like a financial standpoint. So like, I can see the argument there, but on like the merits alone of like, it's the same car, we shouldn't have two of them. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it actually makes more sense to get like two of the same thing because you did the research and like, it's going to address all of the, the concerns that you yes. have. So um, sorry, Flavia, I'm sorry that this is the episode. <laughs> We're getting... all ganging up on you. We're, we're gonna, gonna need to have her on the up. She's been on an episode before. We're gonna need her back on to give us the Explain other side. Explain why of this we're all thing. wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, I recognize that I am wrong because <laughs> I will have to stay for the fact that I am wrong, uh, just for uh, marital bliss. But uh, <laughs> so real quick, okay. Have do any of you like all, not all the time, but a fair amount of times I've been asked because I'm a guy like, oh, what's your dream car? I don't have an answer. Do any of you have an answer to that question? 1978 Pontiac Trans Am. Well, you do. Really? <laughs> Isn't that the one that Billy Madison drives up to school in? <laughs> Maybe. It's a cool car. <laughs> With the, uh, it's got the Firebird on it. Playing. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's one. the one in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I mean, it's a cool car, but uh, all right, to each his own. Um, I mean, I would want... Um, a Tesla Model X. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Our but... neighbor just got a Tesla. It like right. got got like pulled in like with a special car and parked there. And then an hour later, he was out there waxing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, well, congratulations to your neighbor. I think we've uh, talked about copying as, as much as we possibly can. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right, we have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company, printful.com. So that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. For those interested, we earn $7 for each product we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show. Remember season one, episode five, when I paid a rapper on Fiverr to rap lyrics for our show? Did you like that? Buy a t-shirt or coffee mug, and we'll do more stuff like that. Gang, now it's time in this segment to recommend some other merch ideas. We can workshop them. We can make them if we like them. We can put them up. We can see if my mom and dad will buy them. Patrick, let's start with you. Do you have any ideas for merch that we can add to our merch store? What kind of stuff uh, does your dad like? Uh, well, he bought <laughs> two coffee mugs, so maybe a third coffee mug. <laughs> um, I think we should make a shirt split into four quadrants where each of us has a pirate hat on and in the middle is a QR code that if you scan, it takes you to the TikTok of us doing this, this shanty. Wow. Idea. All right, that's a pretty involved <laughs> shirt. Uh, Robbie, how about you? Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Robbie, any merch ideas? Yes, uh, Lexi for weeks has been adamant that I share this uh, for or against toddler shirts and baby onesies. Okay, yeah, we can make that happen we would be for baby listeners. 
our baby listeners. That's right. This is a mature theme show. If you have something, but... something in eighteen to twenty-four months would be wonderful. <laughs> okay, thank you, <laughs> Michael. Uh, Mike, Merch I'm going to copy you and okay. make the same shirt that you made. La- talked about last week that has the uh, Olympic theme of the U.S. team, but instead of using the uh, the sh- the shirt that you chose, we should make it using the American Apparel. Uh, made in America tri blend, um, so that way it's even more patriotic. I know that <laughs> that American Apparel is a bit problematic based on their their former uh, owner, but uh, let's support American manufacturing with our American themed shirt. Uh, so I copy you. Let's so let's you have two versions of it American... and see which one sells better. To clarify, your merch idea is to take a design that I already created and put on the store, but just put it on a different shirt. Correct. Which okay. is available at Printful.com. All right, sounds What's, good. Robbie, what did you have a question? Head of American Apparel. He was a uh, scumbag. He's a scumbag, and yeah. he's still a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. But well, he's not. He's not affiliated anymore. No, he isn't. Okay. Good. Thank you, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> good callback. All right, uh, check out uh, our merch store at foragainstpod.com/slash/shop. We'll see um, which parent of us loves their children um, as much as my parents love me. <laughs> and we're back, Patrick. It is now time for you to share your topic. This is going to require some explanation because <laughs> I know, like Robbie, I spend about five minutes trying <laughs> to make sense of what this is. Um, what's your topic? <laughs> he means um, that sincerely what's your team <laughs> sincerity so for the first time i've i actually did a fair amount of research into my topic you're welcome uh so it's called the box or livingpackets.com and the idea behind it is to make it so that shipping packaging is more sustainable and better for the earth and so this living package I'm, there's a lot to it, so I'll just kind of go through different pieces of it. It's not technically alive. <laughs> it's not, it's not it's like not a dog alive. that comes to your house. It is technically um, a package, though. Yes. So Can it's made in a way. I'm looking at. I, I can't even figure. I'm looking at it right now, and I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so it's made in a way in which it can sh- get shipped a thousand times without breaking. It, it, just to be clear, is it meant to replace like a cardboard box? Yes. So you put okay. things inside of it. <laughs> yes. So okay. any kind of box that you would put things into and then ship, it's trying to replace those. So you could ship it a thousand times and then it can get um, fixed up and then shipped another thousand times. And the idea that they've been, because they've been working on it for years, the idea they've been trying to get to is make it as inexpensive as a cardboard box. Because if you ship it 2000 times, and you're making two euros per time, you're going to make thousands of dollars and you can make something with this technology in it. So some different technologies to it. One, it's really tough, so you can't break it. There's a, um, a screen on the front that uses e-ink that is uh, the shipping label. So where it's going, it locks. So like if a company ships you something in this box, you are the only one that can unlock it with a code that comes uh, with your purchase. And the idea is that whoever gets this box can then use it to ship to somebody else. So there's an app and in the app, you put in where you're going and what it is and it locks it back up and then you can ship. They um, suggest people use it to 
uh, uh, to give things away to charity. So if you have nothing to ship, but you know, oh, I need to get rid of 10 shirts, you could throw 10 shirts in there. There's a lot of things in there that like hold the packaging down. So you don't need like bubbly stuff to go inside the package. Um, so it's replacing all the different things that you need. There's tracking. So everything sounds pretty cool about it. The only thing I don't know, and I cannot find uh, any good information on it is the biggest expense in shipping is weight. And this thing, I mean, it looks like a box made of hard plastic. I'm sure it's like a mixed material and it's something that can decompose, but it's got a way more than a paper box or a cardboard box. So I don't know how they make that up. So even if it costs the same as buying a cardboard box, it could cost another $5 to ship. And they have here a breakdown where they show like the way it's the same as with a cardboard box, you're buying filling material, sticker tape, labeling, printing, and and then they have handling and they have handling for theirs too. So I'm very confused. There's not enough information about it, but they also say that all of that is two euros. So unless shipping in Europe is completely different than here, two euros is crazy cheap to ship anything. That's like shipping like a thin envelope costs like four bucks here. The exchange so, rate is currently one euro to 1.21 US dollars. I just happened to know that I didn't Google it. Nice. <laughs> <Sure>. Very good. <laughs> um, I have so, a question. Yes. So, Any questions? Go ahead. A question leading into comments, I guess. But okay. with cardboard boxes, those two are reusable, albeit not a thousand times, but they are reusable. But I feel like the reason people usually don't reuse them is because when you get a package and you have the box, you usually don't have to ship something else right away. Yeah. And so that's my question. Like with this thing, you get it and then you're like, okay, well, I don't need to ship anything. So now I'm stuck storing this box. Like So there's, there's different solutions for that. Cause I thought about that as well. Um, one is you can turn it in and you actually get some money for turning it in or kind of like um, the scooters that people leave everywhere. People are paid to drive around, pick up the scooter, take it home, charge it, and then put it back out in the world. It's the same thing. People can get paid to get a box from somebody and take it to somebody who has to ship it. Um, so there's a whole little economy in there, but it's still like one of the things is like you could take it into your local box store but these aren't everywhere. Like I could see how this could work in like Denmark, like a small country where you could have multiple stores in the U S it just seems like, I don't know if this is even possible. Um, so I don't really know the best answer to your question other than those solutions. Yeah. They- I mean, cause ultimately if this is going to work, it needs to be inexpensive and it needs to be convenient. Mm-hmm. And both those things are big question marks for me right now. If we live in a world where if I receive this box and I pull my contents out of it, if I literally could just leave it outside my house and know that somebody will just pick it up, that's great. I don't know that that's going to happen, but if that's the <laughs> case, great. But if that does happen, then as you, you're saying, then you have to pay those people to do it. And then in, in my mind, okay, if you have to pay them, then it's going to make the price of this box even that much more expensive. So I don't see this being well, so as cost efficient as they're think, saying at two euro. So you have to think that you're the price for you as, as the shipper isn't going to go up because they're going to make two, this is euros, but 2000 to 5,000 euros per box lifetime. So there's a lot of room in there for them to pay people 
to take a box from place to place when necessary. Yeah, but to your point, they still need to pay FedEx or UPS to ship, and that shipping is based on weight, and so that yes. shipping cost is so that's cost the part I don't understand. Years. And they have like no information. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like they have like their own shippers that ship it. Like I'm not, I'm not sure about that part. So unfortunately, yeah. I can't. Okay. Fill that I'm, if I can just jump in since I started yeah. talking, I love the idea of being green. I love the idea of being environment friendly. I think it's important. I think it's ridiculous how much cardboard we throw away as a society every single day. And it's these systemic changes that need to be made from the top down in order to save our planet. Having said that, I'm very skeptical about this. I like <laughs> the idea in theory. I don't think it's going to work in America anytime soon. So... I'm for the I'm for the thought behind it. I'm for the end goal behind it, but I'm against this particular product. Okay, how about one of the mics who has uh, an opinion on this? I'll jump in. Uh, I you know the other thing that they don't talk about is like what is the manufacturing cost of this, both the cost of it, but also the can, like the environmental cost of creating something like this is probably more than you know people think like. Cardboard boxes aren't cut down from old growth forests. Like they're cut down from trees that are designed to make cardboard boxes. Um, but this thing is like made out of something else. But there's also electronics in there that I know are definitely going to have an impact on the environment multiple times more so than I think. Uh, I mean, I'm speaking, you know, with, with very, okay, no knowledge on the subject <laughs> of, of uh, green manufacturing, but um there's electronics in there, and it's it's connecting to the internet. There's got to be a carbon footprint there. So if that's your um, if that's your goal, um, then I'm skeptical of it. So I, I would real quick. I would think because I I thought about that as well. I would think if their whole purpose is to create something that's more sustainable, that it wouldn't be as bad as you think. Especially if this is able to ship two thousand times. Thinking about how not only tape the paper, the bubble wrap, all that stuff that you're, you're cutting out. Yeah. I would think that that's a big part of how they go about I, their creation I, of this. I, I think you've hit the nail on my thesis statement, which is mm -hmm. that in order for this to work, it does need to go out 2000 times and it's not gonna because <laughs> people are just going to stack them in their house. Like it's a real pro a byproduct of the fact that the future is going to change where most of us are going to be from home and a lot more e-commerce sales than ever before um is that there's gonna be a lot more cardboard a lot more shipping um and i've got a ton of boxes in my closet that can prove that um but these are just gonna stack up in people's homes you have to have a little bit of faith in humanity to either like they talk about going to like a authorized store that you can drop it off in you have to like a lot of these things are going to end up in landfills because people that's too much of a pain in the ass and they're just going to throw them away and throwing this away is probably worse than throwing a cardboard box that can get recycled. So uh, I am all for trying to find a solution to a problem that we don't even yet know the scale of, but this product is not it. I'm against. Well, I think you're missing the big piece of it, which is they're not doing this in the U S they're doing it in Europe where people suck a little less. <laughs> well, maybe um, Brexit. Brexit proves otherwise. <laughs> well, it's it's in Germany and I believe France. Oh, they've been they've been bad. They've been bad in before. The past. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, uh McFadden, go ahead. Uh 
I, I think it's really clear that Pat really wants this to be a good idea, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not at all. Okay, we're talking about <laughs> reinventing the box. It took us about 20 minutes to parse through what this thing was. A box should not take a 20-minute explanation. If a box requires a 20-minute explanation, it is not going to be a box that is widely adopted in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's a noble pursuit to try to reduce uh, the environmental impact of uh, you know, the, the growth in e-commerce. But like Mike said, this isn't the solution. Um, the solution has to be something that is more readily bi biodegradable or creating boxes from a, a more renewable um, you know, uh, crop. Um, perhaps you could look at something bamboo. that can grow anywhere or grow rapidly like hemp or bamboo. And, uh, you know, I, I think that this, uh, I would uh, argue, I think Mike made the point that, that it doesn't, or maybe Robbie, I can't remember, there shouldn't be a top-down, um, you know, initiative. This should be an area of innovation where you can create a more environmentally friendly product that uh, produces, um, you know, uh, opportunities uh, for, for job growth, uh, that does something environmentally friendly. I do believe people would uh, prefer to to choose a product that is better for the environment, especially the millennial Gen Z crowd. They're more uh, conscientious when it comes to uh, the, the dollars that they spend. They would maybe even be willing to pay um, a premium for such, but I don't even think that that's necessary. We need to innovate our way uh, into solving this problem, but this is not the innovation that we are looking for. I'm against the box slash living packets why can't they come up with a like a single name either like, when i saw the name i thought it was going to be like a box made out of algae or something <laughs> and i was like yeah that sounds great i can plant <laughs> this thing like i don't know like come up with that yeah scientists. pat have have i broken your spirit enough to <laughs> make you not want this to, to work <laughs> no i i've i uh i was mixed on it from the beginning because there are so many questions but they have been working on it for a while. I also don't think it is a product that could work in the U.S. And not just because of our culture, but we have a big-ass country. Yeah. And, I mean, it's very different if you're doing this in Germany, where you're basically doing it in one state. Like, it's, it's a much easier problem in one state to do. Um, and I, but I do think there are uses for this that they might find their part of the solution. And it's sending things that are very important not to get broken or stolen. So there's tracking in the box, that the box is locked and the there's a mechanism in it that keeps everything very secure. So I could see how, even if it was an extra $5, $10, even $20, that this is a much better solution for shipping something that you don't want people getting into or stealing. So that's where I could see this having its place in the overall solution of what we need to do for this problem. So for that, I am for, but Mike um, Winan, the thing you pointed out, which is, well, all the technology and whatnot in here, how much does that cost for the environment? there should be like a light version of this that doesn't have all that technology. It doesn't need a like, temperature gauge. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need all of that stuff. And then you're getting rid of even more. Like I don't need tr like live tracking on the box unless it's something very important. So yeah, I this think this seems very much like a, a solution in search of a problem, in my opinion. 
Well, I don't think it's that because in Europe by 2030, all packages must be reusable or recyclable. So there actually is like, that's the reason they're doing this is to how is a box that, or um, a, a bubble wrap bag not recyclable though? <laughs> I'm, I well, yeah. I mean, I think that some of it is, some of it isn't, or bubble. I mean, bubble wrap. That's awful. Bubble wrap is in the ocean. Like that's just plastic in the oceans. So bubble wrap is very bad. Uh, so I think, I think there are some <laughs> solutions, good solutions here. But overall, there's oh, a lot of questions to be answered. All right. Well. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, let's move along to um, our incredibly rude uh, co-host, Robbie Silver, who just belched into the microphone. <laughs> Robbie, what's last, your topic? Last time I was on the episode, I told Wine and I wanted to fast forward through everything he said. This time I burped <laughs> over Pat speaking. I'm going to try to do one very rude thing every episode. Uh, um, I will say, Rob, bef- before you begin, uh, so far we have been in a complete agreement for three straight topics. So... I don't want to put any wow. pressure on anybody, but we could go. Wait, all four of us have said all four of us have been in agreement. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah, we, we all were it. against copying. We all don't like this box, and we were all for the shape. I was. Songs. I was for copying. No, we were all for copying. All yeah. for copying. Except we were all for no, copying. We were against I'm just saying copying. we all have agreed on. on That's everything. for these boxes. Oh, you are. Not really. No, I'm saying I'm. <laughs> there's too many questions to be for right now. Maybe oh, they have the answers right. for them, but they aren't Wait, on our website. Okay, so are you against? I'm just saying the we're box? about to pitch a perfect game. Yeah, the box hat. Just to close the box it out. at this point, I have to be against because of questions. Okay. okay. I think I just scuttled it. Okay, so you're right. We're all take we're, like we are all 100. All right, don't blow it, Robbie. Take take okay, us home. Let's see. This topic is cologne. Cologne for men, spraying <laughs> a scent on your body so that you smell a certain way. Ooh la la. Um, first, I actually wanted to know, do any of you currently wear cologne? No. No it's, hands raised. Okay. I, I work from home. I, I live from home. I want home. to know. I live from home. <laughs> I'm at home. Were, so, no. in, in the past... Were any of you regular cologne wears? Like, was there a time in your life where you're like every week or every day you put on cologne? I used to wear brute dances. Yeah, I used to wear brute to eighth grade because I smelled brute, like brute, shit because I was in eighth grade. But then Tom, uh, uh, then Mrs. Tamita told me that I put on too much, and then I never wore it again. <laughs> oh, thank well, you. Let's too. start with you, one, and that's I a good place to start. So. Going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, down to me. By the mom. way, that is a real thing. Yeah, because you know, when you're in eighth grade, <laughs> you smell like garbage because your hormones and stuff. <laughs> so I tried to combat that by buying, I don't know, the only only cologne I had literally ever heard of, um, <laughs> which was brute. So I bought that, but it's a it's a pun, it's pungent, it doesn't belong on anyone, let alone a, a, a child. Um, and so she was right. Um, but uh, I uh, I have known to purchase cologne, but I feel like cologne goes with, uh, you know, the certain, um, you know, what you're trying to express about yourself. And so I, w- I had a bottle. I don't own one currently because of, of the, the quarantine, but I have had a bottle in the past of cologne that I'll wear when I'm at a you know i'm going out and i want to be fancy with a date with my wife or if i'm going out you know if i'm going to be in a 
in a at a wedding i will do that i um there's um, so it's part of like a but it wouldn't be an like everyday thing routine yeah the one thing i do own that's fine but and what i do use when i shave is i use this uh i use clubman uh aftershave because it it helps heal my face because i still haven't figured out to shave correctly i don't know what that's about I but it also that. smells it also reminds me of how my dad smelled when i grew up so <laughs> Uh, and it has like a nostalgic feeling to it. So uh, I think nostalgia is a toxic, toxic emotion. Yeah, that's friend. true. That's true. But yeah, I, I think of uh, John Wynan every time I, I put it on and, and it's a nice feeling. So uh, I use that. So I don't know if you count as if you count no, aftershave as a cologne. aftershave. Aftershave is firmly not cologne, just for clear. But you started saying that you did put cologne on for fancy events like weddings so and date four. nights. I'm so for cologne. That kind of in the right context. I think cologne belongs. You like? right? It's a contextual thing. But if I'm gonna go over, if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm going to HEB to buy milk and eggs, I'm not putting on cologne. It's contextual. What I'm you, for cologne. The right. Context. By the way, HEB is the local grocery chain here in the Austin, Texas area. I just learned that. It's all Texas, but yeah. Um. What. What do you like about what do you get out of wearing cologne when you're at fancy events? What First of all, other you? people get a bunch out of get get a butt grip because I smell great. Well, that's um, what you think. But no, that's I, what yeah, you think. Exactly. So just like putting on, you know, nice clothes, I can't see them because I'm not looking at myself all the time, but I'm putting on it, it makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel uh like it's a special event. Um and uh I you know, I like being who I am. You know, in that context, knowing that I smell kind of good, uh, I don't put a ton on. You know, it, it should only be something that's that's vaguely noticeable if someone's like really up close to you. Um, but yeah, it's something that I think it has its place. Certainly, it's contextual. Okay. I I hate to break it to you, uh, but we're not going to be in unison on this. I'm I'll jump in right here, and then I'll throw it to Mike and Pat. Well, I feel like Wynan was being very sincere, and you're trying to take <laughs> that away from him. <laughs> Okay. We don't always have to agree. <laughs> this, sh and this show is mostly built on us yelling at each other. So go okay, for it, Okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to throw it to Pat, actually. Pat, tell me why you think cologne is good. I think or not. Wynan, <laughs> I think Wynan is a beautiful soul. And I feel his sincerity. And it's, it's making me feel good about myself. Okay. Um, but back to the topic of, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, if, if I'm going to be the one to break wine and spirits, I want you to be the one to break his spirits. Okay. Are you for or against cologne? Um, I think he is correct that it's situational. I've only owned one bottle in my life and it lasted a very long time from high school on. I don't even know how I got it. It's a bottle of old spice. It looked like it was from like the 50s. I don't know where it came from. And I'd wear it from time to time. I've had a uh, bad experience with all of the stuff that supposed to make you smell good because for a long time, I would use antiperspirant because I sweat a lot. But what I started to learn is a lot of my sweating issues was caused by the antiperspirant um, because it basically it would it clogs up your yeah. pores. And to a point where your pores like reject it and just like pour sweat. And it, it doesn't <laughs> happen to everybody. But like in college, I was in a class where I was wearing a t-shirt and it was like freezing in the class. And at the end of the, like, usually I'd sweat more when it was cold. So it was at the end of the class and I looked down and there was sweat literally a foot down the side of each <laughs> side of my shirt. I had to go to the doctor. Store. I did. 
I had to go, see, go to the bookstore and buy a new shirt. And they gave me like specialty or special stuff that like really blocked it up. And then I started using just spray on deodorant, not deodorant, yeah, deodorant, and it went away. So that's one, that's a great story, but I have to clarify again we're not talking about deodorant <laughs> or antiperspirant, we're talking about cologne. It, he just it wanted made to me... share that gem. Yeah. Just shine a good light on him. one of many medical <laughs> issues. I can share some of mine. Uh, but overall, I mean, I feel the same way wine does. I haven't used cologne in a long time, but every time I'm flipping through a magazine and it's like, oh, that smells nice. I wouldn't mind that. The biggest problem for me though is, I don't know if you guys knew this, cologne is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it so is. I'm not a fan of that. Good ones are anyway, yeah. Yes. And it's hard to buy a good cologne because by the time you've smelled the third one, you can't smell anything anymore and it all smells the same. So overall, I'm um, mixed. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Are you That's for or against? Um, I abstain. Be against. It's okay. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're Rush, right. wine, it's and fine. spirits. No, I'm for. Oh. Why? I don't all understand. Right. Like that argument doesn't make any sense. What are you for about it? I'm it for angrying your- Robbie. <laughs> okay, fine. For McFadden, please. Okay, so um, I am personally um, not drawn towards cologne. And part of that has to do, um, I had two brothers. Wedding issues? No, I, I had and still have uh, two brothers. And we would wrestle and fight all the time. I also played uh, lacrosse and other contact sports. And I got hit in the face a lot as a kid. And as a consequence, I have a pretty severely that, deviated that septum. Sense. That makes yes. sense. A lot of things are starting to add up now. Yes, I have a pretty <laughs> severely deviated septum. And I have almost no um, sense of smell. And actually, um, when That's Michelle and I- That's a COVID sign, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had COVID since 2000. Um, <laughs> Uh, patient zero. <laughs> um, and actually, when uh, Michelle and I were in college, where we met in a chemistry class, we were, we were in a lab group together, and we were having to do some experience um, that involved um, like having to smell something. I can't really remember exactly what it was, but like I couldn't do it because I mm-hmm. like I literally just like can't smell anything. What so, like, is a deviated septum? It's like your septums um, are like mashed out of shape, and so like the airflow. Um, is severely restricted in both of my nostrils, my right nostril especially. Um, so is, I'm sort of like this, a consequence. As a consequence, I'm sort of like a mouth breather. Is the <laughs> sep- <laughs> is the septum what allows you to smell, or it's just not allowing the, divider, the, the, the smellers to get back two. there? Well, I don't know. It's like everything's just messed up in in this part of my face. My, okay, cool, uh, cool. I believe it's the olfactory <laughs> senses are um, like are, are all you know out of whack. Um, I'm sure an ear, nose, and throat doctor would probably say that I'm you know in over my waiters here and don't know actually what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I can't really smell anything. And I blame it on my brothers and the fact that I got hit in the face with a lacrosse ball one time, like really hard oh. and probably broke oh. my nose and never had it treated. Um, so like cologne doesn't really do much for me because I can't really smell it Not um, for you. Pardon? Not for you. It's for others. That's what I'm getting to. So um, every girl that I've dated and my uh, spouse uh, included uh, has like encouraged me to wear cologne. And it's not because I stink and smell bad, but it's because they enjoy the pleasant smell of cologne. And I would just like, I could never get it into part of my routine because uh, like part of it was like, I didn't know how much I was supposed to put on because I couldn't really tell. And I didn't want to be like that stinky, like overly cologned guy. And then also me in eighth grade. (laughs) 
<laughs> smell like Mike Winans brute scent and <laughs> upset Mrs. Tamita, a very lovely lady. Um, and so like, I could never get into my routine. But then at, at a certain point in my life, I seem to remember like trying to, to use it from time to time. And then Michelle would always think that I'm like trying to like, um, seduce her because like, I almost <laughs> never would wear it. And so when I was wearing, it was very clear that like I had intentions. And so then, <laughs> so now it's just like, I can't even like, you know, do it because I don't think I own any anymore. I might have a bottle somewhere. So I'm, I'm against. So Robbie, I'm not going to break this perfect game or no, I am going to break this perfect Thank game you. for you because um, you're being reasonable. And I appreciate I mean, yeah, that. And, and sincere. And sincere, which Pat actually was not being sincere. For all Bobby, that sincerity, to be fair, I am being sincere that there, I don't. I'm not against cologne. Like I have no ill feelings. Would you ever? Cologne. Would you ever wear it? Do you like smelling sure. it on, on other people? And when sure. it, I mean, when somebody's wearing a nice cologne and they have the right amount, it's not a bad. Like I'm not like, oh fuck you, guy. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, you smell nice. The I wish that I could smell but, like that. But when is somebody wearing the right amount of the right cologne? That is such I a have slow dancing risk. with a nice guy and you're right up close to him and you smell the crook of his neck. I, I have a feeling maybe because you were in a frat that you're you're around a lot of people who wore way too much cologne. I've never had, like I've seen that in like movies and stuff. I've never been around somebody and been like, why are you wearing so much cologne? I haven't <laughs> been work, in that situation. Try working in a high school. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm sure besides cologne, they also just overdo the Axe body His spray, body, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Um, um, Robbie, is well, that like, sorry, is that like the new cologne? Like, does that count as cologne? Is that the new cologne? Because I did I think I it's do spray. body spray I think for a long time. I don't think it's expensive enough to be considered cologne. <laughs> so I think there's like a <laughs> continuum where... That. So that's why <laughs> I used to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. If you could pay twice as much, then it would count as cologne. But if it's, if it's an aerosol, um, then it's not cologne. It needs to come out of a pump, in, in my yeah, opinion. Right. To, to Patrick's point, uh, Rob, I was going to buy you a bottle of the cologne that I really like called Moscow Real, um, which is I will made never in wear Portugal, it. orange amber, to give you a try. But then I saw the price tag, and I don't like you that much. So, <laughs> I don't seven dollars. Like no, it's seventy dollars. So. And that's Robbie, the other thing with with cologne and fragrances, they jack up the price because it's all about building a brand. It it costs them pennies to make this stuff. Anyways, I didn't think it was fair to have a debate about cologne only with the four men here, because as you all pointed out you're wearing it for somebody else. So I did a little survey of all of our spouses and Courtney to get the female's perspective. And you talked to my wife? I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was surprised at the results because they are somewhat mixed. I thought they were going to lean heavily one way or the other. They overall lean against. Mm-hmm. Our ladies in our lives are against cologne, but with some exceptions. Michelle is for... But she made note that Mike has a deviated septum, so he can't smell too well. (laughs) And she said the last time that he bought cologne was before our wedding, and he never wears it. Um, She's more of a fan of your deodorant, Mike. So, And by the way, that's a common thing, because actually, I do like the scent of my deodorant, and it's a lot milder um, without like the overpowering, pungent smell of a cologne. So I'm with Michelle on that one, pro-deodorant, but uh, she's for cologne I'm against. Amanda said... Hmm. I'm both for and against cologne. Some men really overdo it and it takes up the whole room. But if it's, if I like the scent and it's used appropriately, then I'm for. So Pat, that's kind of like your answer. You're, you're a good match with your wife there. Um, Flavia 
probably nailed it perfectly. I so agree with Flavia to a T. I thought she for sure is she's against. Wow. She is against, sorry, against Mike. Cologne. She said, and this is perfect. Listen to this. I don't think <laughs> men should have a smell if they can help it. <laughs> she said in her younger days that she thought that men should smell like hints of firewood and tobacco and vetiver. Do you know what vetiver is, Mike? No. It's too fancy for me. <laughs> it's, it's very fancy. But she says not anymore. Men shouldn't have a smell. She says if, if their clothes smell like laundry, that's fine. But otherwise, no scent on, on a man. And I agree with that. That saves want, me some money. I don't want to smell you. Just don't have any scent, good or bad. Just be neutral. Um, Courtney, the smell of Indian grass. What is vetiver. that? Vetiver, a fragrant oh. extract or essential oil obtained from the root of an Indian grass used in a perfumery and aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> word Flavia would know. <laughs> Courtney's response was very Courtney. She said against. Always smells like a bad old cab driver that wants to talk the entire time. <laughs> and then Lexi said, against. Cologne is terrible. Nine times out of ten, the artificial fragrance stings the nose. Again, spot on, Lexi. That's but why that one, one out of ten, is she four? Well, she said, because it tends to be applied liberally by the types of men who usually wear cologne, then it just usually doesn't work in the first place. So... I agree with my wife against, I think the ladies all kind of nailed it. So you agree with our wives. I agree with the <laughs> wives. They know. So sorry. Well, so do I. We, we weren't I all switch. for. I'm against. <laughs> I'm against too. We're all hey, hey, we did it. it. We did it. <laughs> A perfect show. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, uh, Robbie. And thank you to our wives for uh, participating in these shenanigans. Uh, before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. This week, Robbie is going to list off a few topics in rapid lightning like succession, and the rest of us will share our positions. Rob, let's keep the ball rolling. What yes. do you got for us? Okay. So we're talking about smells like cologne. So I'm going to give you five smells, five scents. And I want to know are you for or against these smells? We're going to go Pat, McFadden, Winand, do you like these smells? First, gasoline. Do you like the smell of gasoline? Go. Again? Mm, against. I remember as a kid, I did like gasoline, and I don't know why, but now I don't like gasoline. I am against. Uh, I, I'm i always alarmed when I smell it, but yeah, as a kid, <laughs> I liked it. But now it's like, why am I smelling gas? <laughs> so I'm against. I mean, it tastes good, but the smell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm huffing it, I like the effects. <laughs> yeah, I agree. When I was a kid, I also liked it. Yeah. And then I became not a kid. I'm like, that's a stupid thing to like. And for some reason, yeah. my wife, Lexi, still likes the smell of gasoline. Even <laughs> She's a child at heart. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, okay, next, Pat. The smell, not the taste, the smell of tobacco. Like no, again. smoke in the air. Okay. Um, I think... I think there's something romantic about uh, cigars and like pipe tobacco. Um, I, I don't ever like cigarette smoke though. Um, right. I don't know if does like dip have a smell like no, menthol? No, I, I guess I mean smoke, smoked <laughs> okay. tobacco. Hey, yeah. I think there's something romantic about it. So I'm going to say four in this case. Michael Wynand. Wynand. Oh, uh, I am round. also, it's kind of rom romantic. I'm also four. Yeah, I've never smoked a cigarette once in my life. I've only puffed on a cigar once with all of you. And I still find something oddly romantic about it. So I'm weirdly for that. You look really cool. Um, 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, next. Uh, The new car smell. Mike Winan, you've had this pleasure twice in the last few years with your two Mazda duplicate cars. Yeah. Identical um, new cars. They smell the same, too. Pat, uh, go ahead. Four. Pat, go ahead. Four, okay. Okay. Uh, I think four. Yeah, that's a great smell. Four. I want to buy a new car now. That <laughs> yeah, I'm for it, too. Okay, next one. The smell of skunks. Smell of Glenview? I'm against no, there's nobody like evolutionarily speaking, <laughs> we are programmed to not be for that smell. Who could possibly like the smell of skunks? I'm against. I hate it. And yes. McFadden, that is false. There, I found a website that where somebody talks about their love of the smell of skunks and they how they think that there is something different in the wiring of the brain that allows some people to like skunks and other people. No, not skunks, like skunks are not like the website you created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> robsilver.com slash guys skunks are not so bad (laughs) (laughs) and lastly do you like the smell of your own farts yes four (laughs) no everybody likes their own brand uh no like i'm proud of them i'm proud of the smell but i don't like it yes yes i wouldn't i wouldn't jar it Yes, if you're able to completely change the tenor of a room through the smell of a fart, that's something to be proud of. So that, but that's not that's not liking. It's different than liking. Yes, I, I agree. I, I I do not enjoy my own scent, but I like that Pat does. That's pretty. <laughs> I have funny. many jars. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for ending on a, a high note. Um, if you're still listening, uh, which is incredibly unlikely at this point, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear about any topics that you're for or against or undecided about uh, via Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, our Facebook page. You can find us at For or Against Pod. We will likely feature your topic in a future show. Almost Thanks so certainly. much for listening. Almost certainly. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man. This show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy. Where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self driving cars. You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up. This is for or against. <laughs>